I do have a very similar feeling about yeah. that where I work because it seems like oh, you I didn't know, even share shit around, man. Maybe I should it go. It seems like it seems like hey, the leadership the pre-show. The management leadership about work. at work where I work, it's very yeah. it's very like if you come up with ideas like, well, why don't you take the lead on that? Or it's like uh if or like if you come up with something and you like it's it'll if you come yeah, up with, it's uh, weird. If take you come the lead up with on something, that. Yeah, you take the lead on that. Or uh, management is like very hands off. Like you know, hey, this yeah. there's an issue that we've been trying to resolve, I'm and trying you to share this damn shit out. And he just you know, and it's like yeah. you know, you show them what the problem is. Well, enough say, well, about the work. The maintenance enough about says, work. <laughs> says this is acceptable. Does this look acceptable to you? And it's like, right. well, I'm sorry right. you're experiencing that. It's yeah, I don't it's, know. It's wild, dude. But, well, but enough my, about fucking work. But my my really terrible statement that I'm going to make is that perhaps oh, we should stop fast tracking veterans for leadership positions because just because you were in the service doesn't mean that you're a good leader oh my god yeah don't say that why work. anyway uh hey everybody it's a pre-show <laughs> where we talk about what we're gonna do a show it's been a I terrible mean, terrible week a terrible, i mean terrible week i for mean news for comics for, for hell yeah it's it, we're we're living in we're living in a hell world this the worst timeline the worst timeline yes the, the, we are in the worst timeline that's fine oh look who's here Hey T, what's up, man? Oh, oh I'm doing out the well. Show. Sorry. Yeah, and I was just uh, listening to David's hot takes there. Hot takes on on employment. Hey everybody. Well, uh, it's been a I weird... have some other hot takes if you let's want. Let's not. Let's fucking not. <laughs> That's enough for now. <laughs> I mean, I don't necessarily thing. disagree with you, but yeah. Right. It's... Oh, really? I it's appreciate a, that, Taylor. It's been a terrible news week. Oh yeah. I'm not even going to cover it. In a, it's in the, the dumpster show. fire that has become. It is the dumpster fire? Our uh, social media outlet. Comic <laughs> comics weren't that great either this week. No, comics uh, but I found great. a couple of good ones. Um, I did find something. I anybody else got guys. anything you want to talk about? You know what it was good for this week? Movies. Okay, we got Ant Man. We got more Wakanda. We got all kinds of shit happened over at DC. Black Adam taking a second week. Finally got somebody in charge over there, James Gunn, along with a corporate dude, you know. Along with some other guy. I feel bad for that other guy because all anyone's talking about is James Gunn. Well, yeah. that dude's going to be the guy laid back in the cut. You know, he's the business end. Hey, business I mean, yeah, thing. true. I he mean, got a hell of a resume, though, man. If he ain't out there to be making the headlines, I guess he's in a pretty sweet position for well, sure. Well, there's yeah. two guys. There's two guys that run, run um, Trauma Studios, and we only know of Marty Kaufman. Yeah, because he's like the the creative kind of guy. Well, I'm sure yeah, we'll talk great... about the DC news soon. So I guess that's it. Oh, yeah, we're not talking about Henry Cavill. No, no, that's I meant the James Gunn thing. Well, no, that's not on our news for this week. No. What? Yeah, well, it's it's that's like you know yeah whatever yeah happy that's, day for Halloween. All that seems Halloween. like a pretty big deal to me. I mean, death, oh, happy Halloween, I mean. Yeah, uh, day of death, hell day, hell night. Uh, I know, but we usually just focus on the comic shit, you know, so we can well, talk about that now. I mean, it's a great right, sure. idea. They finally have somebody in charge. That's James Gunn knows how to make movies. Does he like know Zach how to be a Snyder. studio boss? I don't know, but I am in. I am intrigued by the news. I think this could definitely be. It's hard to see things going in a worse direction for DC movies. So, yeah, I definitely think that this is a welcome <laughs> change. Uh, it's all the way but up. <laughs> Well, I mean, and we say that if you look at the work that they've done, Peacemaker well, on TV was awesome. Yeah, Peacemaker. I mean, yeah, there's probably, good. 
that was probably a little unfair that I said that just now because like lately yeah. they have been better. I mean, ever since um we've gotten away from the Snyderverse stuff. I mean I never minded it's... the Snyderverse. I know it's a topic that people don't like to talk about, but I never minded the Snyderverse ever. Batman uh, but... versus Superman was bad. I, it I, was I just outrageously like bad. Uh but Man of Steel was a weird take on Superman. I don't yeah. mind it so much, but yeah, I can yeah. definitely like any of the complaints you can make about like this really isn't Superman. I feel like those are valid. I mean, I guess, but I mean, the comics give us a dozen different versions of Superman all the time. You know, not very many that would just break a dude's neck. No, Let, let's not go there. Let's not values. rehash that. Well, sure, sure. But in anyway, terms of but, DC going in a direction, okay. You look at what Marvel does. It's like, oh, here's our next 10 fucking projects for the next five years, you know? You look at DC, it doesn't seem like they have a plan. In order to have a plan, you got to have a planner. They have a planner now. Yeah, that's probably that's the best the change step. here, for yeah, sure. That's yeah. the first step. But, and also, it's worth pointing out that James Gunn has made the only DC movie that I would consider, like, on par with the best Marvel Suicide movies. Squad. Yeah, oh, yeah. The, the only one that's, like, legitimately a great movie. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. I, I like it a lot. I like the other Suicide Squad movie. I don't have a problem you with the DC universe. You are wrong about that, but agree to disagree. I, I don't have a problem I, with, with the DC Universe movies um, It has been all. poorly received, regardless yeah. of your personal oh, for sure, take for on sure, it. For sure, for sure. They definitely have been losing the zeitgeist to Marvel for a while, yeah. and this is probably... I don't know if this can turn that around, but it is... It's a good direction. It's a welcome change, and yeah. I also... It's kind of wholesome to see, like, uh, James gonna be like, yeah, first person I called was Kevin Feige. Love that guy. Yeah, well, I had to. He was my boss, so I had to tell him that I got another job. <laughs> well, I think he, he was pretty much... Uh, I think he was pretty much done with Marvel after Guardians 3, so... Yeah, and that's this, done. This he definitely confirms to, that, yeah. Well, he still... Yeah, exactly. He still has to do all the work for that, you know, the post work the promos and shit like that. oh yeah so, sure i mean half the work for the directors after the camera stop rolling you know yeah i think that's another kind of good strategy angle for dc because he's not going to be able to hit a red carpet or an interview without them also asking about his new job at warner brothers everybody's going to ask him about that so it's going to make still make news you know what i mean so strategically it's a good idea to get james gunn he's hot especially in this subgenre right now but i think the best news is they got another guy to go with him, a guy who's on the business end, you know, a Feige. Yeah. Feige is is a gem, okay? He's unique. He not only has that business side, that's where he comes from, but he's legitimately a fan of these characters and stories from the Marvel Universe. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think it's a good call to, like, tag team the business and creative sides of this format, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, all right, let's do this shit. Again, it is a terrible week of mm -hmm. news. And comics, for that matter. It's showtime. Happy Halloween again, everybody. That was a good Halloween night. Uh, thank you, thank you. Better than the Purge one from last week. I oh, love yes. the Purge movie That's so much. You the can't Purge go wrong with great, a damn Purge movie for Halloween. That's right. But that Beetlejuice is classic. Classic. We should do another one. Do you have, do you have the name? He's a greeting. Another episode of this Geeky Comics Outbreak. He reads comic book shit talk show. Shit talk show. Gomer Taylor, a.k.a. David. 
Uh, oh, I meant to mention the pre-show. Probably no show tomorrow night. I'll let you guys know real early. You know, you guys co-host. Well, I'll probably but... be trick-or-treating with my uh, net. Yeah, so. so let's let's just say it now. No out candy. Yeah, no children. show tomorrow for the holiday. That's um, true. I mean, you can get your house egged if you don't pass out the candy. That's you know? right. You guys yeah. have any traditions or anything that you guys do um, on Halloween? Anything special? Just hand out candy? You know, kick it? Well, when I was That's younger... When, when I, I went younger, younger, I went around begging for candy. <laughs> Teenagers. With a special code word. I've never had a specific tradition, but like, you know, I'm, yeah. it's a time of the year where you're in the mood for like, you know, watch some scary movies. And, yeah. You know. We've been doing that all month. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Uh, all right. Segment one, speaking of scary stuff, uh, on, Hulu, on Hulu, no, on Netflix, there is a new eight episode anthology horror called cabinet of curiosities from guillermo del toro motherfucker it's awesome uh of course it is it's guillermo del toro oh my god dude it's so good del toro he not go wrong he introduces each episode like a rod serling type Uh, thing and it's just yeah like hitchcock uh yeah i do full-size candy bars too andy I do too. It's Andy's it's fine. popular with the neighborhood kids. I bet. Think about wow. it: is you end up giving no, you end up giving three or four of the small ones away, and it depends on how many trick or treaters you get. Like we have forty full size candy bars, and we got them for seventy five cents a piece. So I thought we did pretty good. You know, seventy five cents per kid. I think that's okay for Halloween. I understand. Yeah, it's not bad. Go all. all out, but we're going all out. But anyway, Cabinet Curiosities, very well done. Eight different stories, all kinds of great creators on that thing. Fucking awesome thing. Still behind on Andor, still behind on Rings of Power. Uh, I have no time to catch up. And it's horror movie season. November will be my catch-up month. I haven't so, actually watched this week's Andor. I'm definitely I'm probably did. gonna I'm probably gonna double dip for the yeah. episode awesome. eight and nine this week. Andy chimed in halfway through Cabinet Curiosity. So far, so good, man. I did watch Andor because I figured you guys would want to talk about it. We never uh, talk about it, so I'm, I've learned that I don't need to be yeah, up to date on it. I want to wait, man. It's such a slow burn. I feel like I kind of wasted an hour. You know what I mean? Not wasted, but it's like, man, nothing fucking happened. Nothing happened. And I'm it not definitely talking shit build on the up burn, to big things for but, sure. Like yeah. sudden explosions of action. Did you guys do anything cool this week? Watch anything fun? Oh, what was it I did? Um, You don't know? I'm trying. I've Never. done a lot of things this week. Well, I, um, uh, for D and D this week, um, I had all the players fight like slasher movie villains, so that was kind of fun. Ah, was this like in your ongoing campaign, or did you do like yeah? A thing? It was the part of the ongoing campaign. They like recently pissed off some nobles, so like I was like, yeah. oh well, this could be a fun way to do it. And then he just like summoned a bunch of like he summoned like Jason and Freddy and uh, Leatherface, and they all went <laughs> and attacked the party. <laughs> I can nice. imagine a scene where he's like Darth Vader on the on the on the scene of the ship, and he's got all the bounty hunters. Right. right. <laughs> no, that would have been a good way to do it, but yeah, yeah fun. Uh, Dave, did you remember what you did? Um. Well, I, 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 there were several Kickstarters I supported this week. Oh, here we go. Uh, there was a Monty Python, uh, Holy Grail RPG. Fun. That, isn't that just like D and D, but like stupider? Yeah, I, with yeah. personality. Is yeah, it- <laughs> there was that. Uh, there was also a really cool Kickstarter for uh, a miniatures game called Gaslands. Okay, uh, fun. Which uh, it's mostly uh, STL files for weapons because Gaslands you take cool. uh, Hot Wheels 
and you turn them into Mad Max killing machines. Oh, dope! That's fun. So there are there are little cottage industries in Etsy and yeah. on Kickstarter where they where they uh, for like super cheap, yeah. you can get uh, the 3D ST- files, the, the 3D the STL files. files to print yeah. like machine guns, missile launchers, and all kinds of wacky weapons for dude. That is for dope. that. And That's I had so a kick, I had a Kickstarter from last year finally come in. The Duncan Rhodes Painting Academy launched its line of paints called Two Thin Coats, and I got my Kickstarter pledge for it this week. Fun. Fun. Uh, look, I, I found Power Stone for Dreamcast Ooh. this week. Dreamcast? Yeah. Well, that's a classic uh, console and a classic game for it. Yeah, I have a bunch of Dreamcasts in storage. i got to pull them out and see if they actually work, but... Yeah, it's a clean disc. I have a uh, Marvel vs. Capcom two hanging around around here somewhere. But Ooh, like, you can probably sell that a, for a good amount. A Power Stone goes for underrated, pretty good console. amount. Yeah, yeah, no doubt it. Yeah. All right, let's do news. The Dreamcast had some problems for sure. I mean, we kind of look at it with rose-colored glasses nowadays. Uh, but... It was still rad. It was. Still oh, rad. it was. It absolutely was rad, but. It's one of those things where you love it warts and all, not necessarily yeah. like this pristine, perfect thing that we seem to remember yeah, right. it as. It, it does have, it did have its issues, but it was also like one of the earliest consoles to offer like online. Oh uh, yeah, that's true. It, not, a lot of ways, it was ahead of the game, but there was some ahead of the game. poor like Problems. formatting and like hardware design yeah. choices that went into it too. But all right, news: Batman has you can smell like Batman. Batman smells jingle bells. We're what if Batman just smell like you know leather? Leather, yeah. Uh, House of Slaw. <laughs> <laughs> What's my name? What's my name? And they're like, "Oh, you smell great." Uh, if you're ever curious about what Batman smells like, uh, they've created a fragrant a fragrance. Uh, it's called the Batman Vengeance. So I noticed has, that this is the Batman. So I'm presuming this is like supposed to be a tie-in for that movie that came out like seven months ago. It seems like they're kind of late to the game here. Uh, well, they're doing a sequel. Sure, so but maybe they're ahead of the game. Maybe then, he they're, has some then they're either the really game. early or they're really late. I feel one like the you release this while one of the movies is out. <laughs> you know, uh, maybe they know it's going to take you that long to save up the four hundred dollars that is in the limited edition. I oh, thought you were uh, about to say that uh, it'll take you that long to get through the movie, which is kind oh, of dude, awesome. Right. <laughs> I was about to ask. I like it work. a lot, but you feel every minute of that three-hour runtime. Yeah, you feel yeah. every minute. Uh, I'm not going to buy it, Batman. Yeah, I'm not buying this, Batman. Um, it smells like a bergamot. Bergamot? Bergamot? B-E-R-G-A-M-O-T. I've never heard that word. That's too fancy a word for us, Gomer. Cardamom and tonka beans. I don't know what any of that shit smells cardamom like. Is, cardamom is the spice you use in Indian food. Okay, well, you got a third of the smell then, Dave. You're ahead of the rest of us. Yeah. Uh, it also has heart notes and bass notes, which I think is perfume language. Um. $300 just for the bottle of cologne, but again, there is a $400 um, like whole set you can get that has crystals and shit on it, like collector's Man, edition. Who if is you just this want for? that candle, I that mean, candle is 60 bucks. I feel like this is for a fucking collector, okay? This is for the I Batman guess, fan because who like, has everything. I feel like anyone who would actually like want to get like a three hundred dollar thing of perfume would also not would also find it tacky for it to be like a tie in for a superhero movie. 
Yeah. I don't know. All right, let's get on to some real comic news. Demon Wars, Pichamoko's epic continues. Uh, February, Phoenix versus Magic in Demon Wars. Um, what the fuck's it called? The Iron Samurai. No, no, that's not right. Shield of Justice. No, Down in Flames. Sorry. Those are the other two that are coming out. The previous one was like the Iron Samurai or something, right? Yeah, Whatever. that's available now. November 16th, Shield of Justice comes out. And now they have another one called Down in Flames that will drop uh, on February 1st. And yeah, it's all about the Phoenix. Phoenix this has officially gotten difficult to like keep track of like the order of books. The because Omnibus they, is going to be dope. Each individual issue is like a new title, it seems. But that being said, this thing has been pretty rad. And yeah, it'll be cool to yeah. read like front to back like this. But I love that take on the Phoenix. That looks cool as hell. It is really fun. Uh, if you don't know, Momoko is of Japanese descent and she includes all of these Japanese like. Uh, uh, mythologies, yeah, and like Yokoi and stuff. Yeah, into her writing, um, and twist that into a a mishmash with Marvel Comics. So, uh, yeah, always down with that. It's really fun. There you go. That's that. Uh, update X twenty three Deadly Genesis. We talked about this news coming out of New York Comic Con. Uh, Erica Schultz and Edgar Salazar are writing this. It comes out March eighth. Wow, that looks like one of, like her earlier appearances in NYX. That's exactly right. Yeah, this, this it's come out yeah. that this is a it takes place in her early days. It's not yep. her like going back to the old identity. That is the news that that is part of this segment, and that's why the news is terrible this week. This actually happens during the Utopia um, period in the X Men, uh, which was okay. Utopia was fun. I didn't mind that at all. I barely remember that, honestly. Uh, so I don't even know play. what you're talking about. It's a, like just an error. That's just what they call it. Like an error. Uh, it'll find X-23 targeted for revenge by an iconic Marvel Comics supervillain, who still to be named, and an all-new foe with a personal vendetta against Laura that's so extreme they may end up becoming her new arch nemesis. So we're talking Sabretooth level. Awesome. Uh, I'm stoked. We get this cool Kalman Androfsky cover, uh, but Mike Choi also gets a cover. I really like that Mike Choi cover. It's very nice. Yeah, uh, really fun shadowing there in the background. But uh, there you go. We said we'd update it when we had the update, and now we have the update. We only have one more bit of news, and it's kind of depressing. Uh, Vaughn and Staples Saga is coming back in 2023. That is not the bad news. The bad news is this book... It has been $2.99 since it was first published way, way, way too long ago. Uh, we'll jump to three ninety nine dollars along with every other comic book on the shelf. Well, um, damn, I'm off this damn book. Yeah, nobody's leaving this book. They can make this $6 <laughs> an issue. And people are like, I've got to read Saga. I mean, I hate to say it because I don't want to give any ideas, but honestly, we're lucky that it's just four ninety nine. dollars yeah, we were lucky that it was two ninety nine for so long. It was really yeah. a fun thing they did when well, they were fun while it, it lasted. Well, the first arc, it was really nice that they decided to make it just three bucks, you know, for the first arc. Yeah. After their big return. So man, I love that cover so much. That book is so dope. Yeah, um the most recent volume did finally come out. So yeah, um Yeah. It continues to be really good. They didn't really miss a beat coming off of the hiatus. So yeah, I mean good shit. Yeah, really good shit, and that's the end of our comic news. Hopefully, we have more next week, y'all. But well, we should talk briefly about shit. the Ant Man trailer. 
Uh, Quantumania looks awesome. Now, it the does. problem I have with the trailer is from the beginning, we knew that this movie was going to be Ant-Man the Wasp, the old man, his old lady, kicking it, his daughter too, maybe, kicking it in the quantum realm That's with Kang. We've known this since the movie was announced. That's all we got from this trailer. Literally. That's all we got from this trailer. There was well, no, there's really nothing to talk about that hasn't already been said about That's this fair movie. enough, but I do appreciate, like, when they don't just give away the whole goddamn plot. Mm. So, there is something That's to be said it. for just giving away something that we basically already knew you're right. Oh, but 100%. hey, yeah. yeah. We, do, we do officially have uh, Jonathan Majors as Kang, you know? And Marvel ain't got to do shit. They put out a trailer for because that's what they're supposed to do. They don't have to promote these fucking movies. It's still like they don't have to promote these, four, these movies four, five anymore. Five months away. I mean, happy exactly. birthday to me. There's, but... there's a damn uh, another MCU movie coming out way before that one, and we've got oh, so yeah. much fucking footage. That's like a week away, right? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, well, um, a week yeah. from this Friday. Yeah. yeah, man, that's very close. All or Thursday, if you want to, you know, get yeah, out for the Wednesday, early Wednesday, even some your early preview nights. Yeah, but yeah, uh, getting overwhelmingly glowing reviews from dude, the people. Dude, everybody the is adoring this movie. I'm like, yeah. holy shit! And Kugler's fucking awesome, dude. So, oh I yeah, I mean, he is going to be amazing. Fucking he's movie. an amazing director, and yeah. you know. That's the kind of guy you want handling such a difficult situation that they found themselves in. You know? Oh, for sure, for sure. He he himself had the probably the most difficult job in in movies. You know, for the past few years. You know, how do you come up with a sequel to a movie that was as good as it was with yeah. everything that happened? The specific know? wording I saw was that this is one of the most "quote unquote" powerful movies that they've made so far that's dope so, and the first one was powerful as fuck it was yeah i mean you the know, first killmonger, one is I could, it was hard for me to disagree with killmonger i'm still not sure i disagree with killmonger, killmonger is arguably the best villain they fielded so far yeah. at least he's yeah he's the one that gets you thinking the most at least, zemo yeah. zemo had a good angle you know oh there's a lot of villains yeah. i like like zemo is a lot of fun uh zemo is arguably the most successful marvel villain he oh, is for sure. two for, for sure. two on getting everything he wanted in like yep. both of his appearances yeah um well, thanos thanos did really well too thanos did really uh, well he did he great ended up um it up. he, ended up he, losing, yeah. he did but like thanos coming out after they built him up for so long that he didn't fall flat that was pretty impressive right. And of course, you'll always like Loki, although he hardly counts as a villain these days. Yeah, and Wanda, too. If you want to lean into the trauma shit, I mean, she's a great villain, dude. Because she's kind of like a villain that you can understand, you know? Yeah. That's the problem with Marvel. And they're like, oh, Marvel has a villain problem. Marvel ain't got a villain problem. Marvel got a people problem, right? People aren't willing to see these villains as villains. They relate to them more than they relate to the heroes. I mean, God, yeah. Of course yeah, like, you do. Of yeah. course you do. Um, How many people sure. were pining for Tom Hiddleston? Hey, I get it. Tom Hiddleston is like oh, you know, he's hot, hot stuff. As hell. Yeah. But I, I think that leads me back to our original discussion of Quantum Mania. Will Kang break this mold and actually be a villain where you're like, oh, no fucking way? No, I 100% disagree with what this person is doing and his methods and his methodology yeah. and the reasoning he's doing it. You know Man, what I mean? Jonathan Majors. And like that one episode of Loki where the whole episode was just him chewing the scenery. Monologue. It has got oh. me. Yeah. 
it has got me chomping at the bit to see yeah. him in action here. You and know? he looks great. The the blue face mask. They yeah. made it. They made that geeky dumb Kang look. Yeah, and I will say work. that that is something that the trailer did accomplish. Is it yeah. really created a, some cool imagery for the quantum realm? So yeah, I'm definitely looking 100%. forward to them doing all that stuff. Dave, any comment on Quantumania? How about the haircut? You know, I'm always a fan of the haircuts. Finally, a haircut for a woman in the MCU that works. Okay? If you're fighting and you're having, you know, all this action. Finally addressing the real issues here. Hair should be short. Okay? Uh, you don't want anyone to grab, you know, Black Widow getting her bangs caught. and. Now, I did like the Black Widow haircut from the second Captain America movie. Oh, with the two-tone? Oh, no, no. Well, she got the, just the flat. What, it was bangs. like the straight hair? The straight hair. I like that. Yeah. She had bangs in that, no? Yeah, but yeah. that was that was a good bangs? That was a good really? look bangs? for her. Bangs? I'm a fan of the Iron Man 2. Wasn't it Iron Man 2? Her ori- origin, yeah. original debut? Oh, yeah, it can't be that. With the curls and the body? Yeah, that's my favorite. But still, very impractical. Okay, for crime fighting. Just saying. Superheroing, you need to have it high and tight. Let's oh, man. Finally, you know, getting that right. <laughs> Let's do food. Mm, yummy. Food is dumb this week, too. Just stupid. I only have one, and it's Pandora Flakes. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. All right, so it looks like Tony the Tiger. Tony the Tiger had a board meeting. James Cameron was there, and he's like, well... Captain Crunch does owe me one. So let me see if I can get a couple of truckloads of berries, blue crunch berries. And yeah, we'll call them fucking Pandora flakes. Uh, Tony, the tiger looks like he's about to just take over all of the Navi, just like those damn soldiers. He looks like he's on the wrong. I mean, honestly, like all the Pandora stuff is like barely registering with me. I just can't get over like Tony, like posing like this. I mean, look at him. He's like, eat cereal, bitch. Like How what, Tony? Calm down. It's just like, cereal. Do, like this cross promotion kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Man, honestly, exploitation. I will say <laughs> that I kind of forgot this movie was coming out so soon. So at least it's got me thinking about it again. So mission three accomplished hours, on that front. Three hours long. Three hour tour. It's gonna be three yeah. hours sure. of Avatar, dude. Man, I'm sure it'll be very pretty, but. The I don't mind the first Avatar movie. Again, I, it's like the, the first scene, it's fine for me. It is fine. I don't have a lot to say about it. It's just the plot itself is forgettable. The spectacle of it, I think, holds up reasonably well. But, you know, it's no longer just like knocking your socks off with the tech, you know? Right. We've been there. We've done that. Okay, you did it. Are yeah, you going to do it again? Okay, great. But James, you've Cameron's, done it. James Cameron's biggest flaw is the fact that he doesn't capitalize on his own success. Yeah, sugar. I love sugar. I will probably try these, you know, if, if my wife finds them, if the amazing Amanda finds them. Uh, they are hitting shelves exclusively at Target this October and then at retailers nationwide in November. $5 for 10 ounce, $6 for 16 ounce. Avatar The Way of Water is a Christmas blockbuster hits December 16th. Hmm. From Disney. I will say that it's weird that they have non-flakes in the Frosted Flakes, you know? Uh, well, it's flakes though. Oh, well, I they're, see they're round. They got they're, berries too. They got berries. Yeah, too. they're like they're they're the round, like yeah. you know, like the puff type thing. They're calling know? them blue moons. <laughs> they should have just gone with Lucky Charms. 
charms, and then like blue, blue. blue people on dragons come and rip the fucking dude to shreds. Is one of those like Whatever. Navi gonna come and like hijack Tony the Tiger here? Is he gonna be like riding into battle with one of these blue people? Tony looks swole as fuck here. He really does. Hey, Tony the Tiger has always been in great shape. You know, he is in. Uh, that's yes. what happens when you eat sugar cereal. All the time. <laughs> we don't forget about his partner. We've all forgotten about his partner. He doesn't have a partner. He Are you does. Talk about that stupid Grinch meme. No, no. When Tony the Tiger was first introduced, he had a companion. I and legitimately like Yogi did not Bear, know like this. Yogi Bear. He had a companion. There was a companion cereal to Frosted Flakes, and the the mascot for it was a kangaroo. This is all news to me. I had never heard of this before. Yeah, Dave really up on his cereal lore. Let's do top three. <laughs> Man, what a turd alert we have to. It was a pretty lackluster week. It was a shit week. Uh, I'll go first. Um, uh, Vanish number two, because I don't think Dave's going to mention it. Are you going to mention it, Dave? Oh, yeah, I was going to mention it. Okay, I'll skip it. Uh, I will say, I think this is going to get mentioned too, but my mention is for different reasons. Axe number six, Judgment Day number six, Kieran Gill and Valerio Shitty. I'm really happy this is over. This is a bad event that tried so hard. I mean, hard to it kind of makes my top three by default. Yeah, it probably it would so not have been shit this week. It probably would not have been a um, top three book most weeks. I did enjoy it though, so that's Man, this book tried to be so hard to be deep, but it just ended up being like this shallow philosophical mess. And way worse, it was just boring. It was just boring. I'm still uh, stuck Chime on like you think this was 100%. boring, but you're excited by. At Dark least there Crisis. are people showing up that I am interested in. JSA, Legion of Doom. I, I like those p- folks. Yeah, they you know sure are. I mean? They sure are talking but they ain't about doing, doing shit. stuff. You're right. Yeah. They're not doing anything. So, uh, <clears throat> but my actual honest to goodness honorable mention this week is a book that Dave may have picked up, but Lovesick number one. Uh, Luana Vecchio. This book is fucking nuts. I'm it not is. Even gonna, I'm not even going to talk about anything going on in the book. I'm going to read the solicit. The Love Sick Club is an exclusive subscribers-only site on the dark web that offers the best in erotic and ultra-violent entertainment. There, Matriarch Domino and her fellow dominatrixes punish and torture none other than their own loyal subscribers, many of whom pay good money to meet their end by her hand in front of a large audience. But, and this is when it gets fucking nuts, okay? In the eyes of her rage-filled haters, Domino is the mother demon, a deranged succubus who oppresses men by turning them into her slaves. For this crime against men, she must be hunted down and punished. Uh, It's fucking nuts, dude. I mean, I'm not even sure. It's like down with the patriarchy. Like, hard and it does not hold back any punches there is a lot of violence and gore it's perfect it's a great book it's a great really good book it actually Uh, it's my number one oh really yes dude that's awesome well we'll talk more about it in a bit then Uh, my number three exterminators number three leah williams carlos e gomez uh not as good as the first issue by far uh still solid 
any other week, this likely would not have made my list. Um, but on a subpar wins like this, it was an easy addition. It kind of makes my number one just by default. This I know, week. dude. It's a weird yeah. week, man. This uh, was boom, fun, though. This was yeah. a lot of fun. It's Boom Boom, Jubilee, Dazzler, and Wolverine in a magic-y vampire mess. Just looking fucking amazing. Just so hot. Fashion, blood, violence. Uh, and just kicking a whole lot of ass. Yeah, I really oh, yeah. thought it. It has a good sense of humor to it too. Yes. Like I like, it's like you know, it's tongue in cheek. Looks like they're all ready to like square off with Wolverine, and they're like, "Oh no, I'm not sure if we." And it's, oh, hey guys, and I was just like, I love how they like subverted the trope. You yeah, know? like, and I, I think it was Boom who says, "Oh my God, they made you wear that," and she's just wearing her regular costume. Yeah, you know, Boom so Boom's such a bitch. Oh my god, I, she's my favorite, dude. I have such a crush on Boom Boom. Well, she's so a fun hard. bitch. She's <laughs> so fun, and she's an alcoholic. You know, you know, she's having a good time. Yeah, she but, is just. Tr- yeah, she is really trashy fun in a lot of ways. Yeah, so trash. Oh, we're getting yeah. good spam comments on uh, YouTube, y'all. Hell yeah! Yay, uh, <laughs> Taylor! Hot girls. Um, I'll do an honorable mention for um, for Strange Academy Finals uh, number it was okay. one. It was, it was fine. Right. I appreciate I the arc. long. Arc. I would appreciate the long game for this uh, book, though, because we've kind of gotten to the point where our POV character is the bad guy. Yeah, you know, weird. Like normally, yeah. when like they do that, it feels like trite, but it feels like they did it right here. They plotted it out pretty well. Like we can yeah. see the steps that she took to get here, and it's it's a good read. Like taken in total, each individual yeah. issue usually is not enough to like knock your socks off. But I appreciate like the slow burn and like the build up and just. This particular issue is mostly just setting up for more shit later, but yeah, I like how it touched yeah. on a lot of the characters. It was almost like a primer, yeah. Kind of issue it gave you some of the ins and outs that you need to enjoy the book. Uh, Wanda Maximoff was dope in this. I love she her was, whenever yeah. she shows up in something like this. Um, but yeah, solid, solid issue, solid issue. Uh, my number three, I guess, is just going to be uh, Axe number six. Blame. Um, <laughs> sorry i can't help this it, was easily the better of the two events from this summer and just we're just going to disagree about we're fi- i'm fine with it. it's fine it's fine we're looking at the screen both, that's they cool. are both subpar i would agree that neither of these are going to stand out but at least here i do appreciate like the look inside of the characters you know especially yeah. as they're being judged um i did I like hearing Gillen's writing when he's writing for like the internal monologues of all like the, well, I guess it's actually just all like the progenitors internal monologue, but when he's like speaking yeah. in behalf of the normal people all around, oh, right? That got me too. They turned it around, turned it around where everybody was judging the progenitor and the progenitor was like, Oh, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe I am a douchebag. <laughs> yeah. Like, really? It did feel a little rushed. That's like what, end. like making him do his like, he'll turn, but that was, a, it was as good a way to end it as you could really. Come oh, up for with. sure. And it was more about the journey than the destination. Yeah. Here. No, I appreciated but, all that. Yeah. Um, I think that, did enough to like have actual consequences and i really enjoy when it when he was writing it really well this was a very well written event but not necessarily a well plotted one if that thank you that's a good way to put it and it does sort of set up things for the future it it, i I think it's really good timing that avengers is kind of wrapping up now because that's a really good idea we don't need to live in the progenitor anymore um it's kind of 
life altering for the Eternals. You know what I mean? A lot of yeah, their status quo is definitely the uh, definitely the most changed here. Yeah, they're out and worse than the X Men in the context of resurrection. Like their immortality has a sacrifice required, and now everybody knows it. Yeah, yeah, but for the X Men. Ain't a goddamn thing changed. As far as I know, Arako is now back to exactly the way it was before Uranus went and did his shit. Am I wrong? They didn't show that, but yeah, they probably. to it. There well, is oh, I guess issue. does this mean that they resurrected Magneto? Booyah! That's what I'm thinking, too. All of that shit that happened will be completely erased, and I'm okay with that. I am okay with this event not impacting the X-Men at all, and I will talk about that in a moment, but... There is another bookend issue to this. It's an Omega or whatever that comes out. That's where they'll probably maybe. answer those questions, yes. like what happened on Arako and stuff exactly. like that. And we're going to read it. We're going to fucking read it. So yeah. it don't matter. But yeah, uh, so most weeks, this would not make my top three, but it does this week. Yeah. Either way, it would have gotten an honorable mention, I'm sure, because yeah. it's an event at Marvel. I enjoyed it. I did enjoy the event, but it's probably <laughs> not going to rank too highly in like you know my events list or whatever. Oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, Big D, um, honorable mentions, top three. All righty. Or number Honor- three. Honorable mentions this week. Uh, Sins of the Black Flamingo, number five, wraps up very oh, nicely. I totally missed that book this week again. Fuck. Wrap, uh, just the, the whole story you wraps up. They get, they get it over on the, the, the Nazi demon guy. The nice. angel gets sent back to heaven. Man, uh, that book, I've only heard it from your descriptions, Dave. It sounds, it sounds like so such a trip. It, it is yeah. a trip, dude. And <laughs> the it's Nazi so demon horny. guy. <laughs> and it's so hot and horny. It's so yeah, there's, fun, man. There's a lot going on, but they yeah. they they wrap it up very nicely and leave it open for a follow-up. So I'm, nice. I'm tickled with that. Nice. Uh, my other... Uh, Honorable mention this week is Human Target number eight. Nice. That made uh, my number two, just again, kind of by default. Nice. Well, we'll get back to that then, yeah. uh, Dave, because I didn't read it. You and Taylor can talk about it in a minute. Well, I it, I enjoyed it. I, there was well, like you can talk about it in a minute. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but my number my number three book this week is going to be Vanish number two. Not bad issue. Uh, and more people should be talking about this because it involved 9-11. And yeah. Like the magic folks from the magic realm, they go made on the a plane field trip. disappear for the first. The first plane to strike the towers disappears, but they let the second plane hit and all yeah. kinds of stuff. And he's he's going through and kind of visiting like a like this very. He looks like Dave Navarro, <laughs> kind of looking character. I don't know if that's what they're going for or not. Uh, Andy asking good, uh, saying goodbye, uh, Black Flamingo. There will be a follow up. I guarantee you. you they left it open for a follow up. Yeah. Oh, uh, but. Um, He's, you know, Oliver is, you know, kind of going through visiting other magic users, telling them that the hollows are back. And it's just um, trying to, I guess, trying to get the band back together, maybe. I don't know. You know, Donny Cates is a slow burner here. Uh, this book is driven by the Ryan Stegman art. Yeah. 100%. No denying it. Um, some weird world building with that whole 9 11 thing. Yeah, it um, is. But that's but, Kate's, you know. But that's I, I like. Kate's. I do like the fact that the superheroes in this world are all magic users, and they're the bad guys. And they're all the bad. And well, they're not bad guys in the sense of they're like bad guys. They're more like the boys in the the team in the boys. Ah. You know, they're doing superhero shit, but at what cost? You know, they're kind of thunderbolty. Hey, sure, sure, that's right. a good one. But again, Kate's needs to give us more on that. He's really slow burning this book. Uh, that's okay. 
crossover wasn't nearly as slow burning as this you know it hit every issue we got to hit this one not as, not so much you know but it's still okay uh that comes over to me my number two this week wolverine number 26 ben percy and oh my gosh juan jose fucking rip one of my all-time favorite um finally the events are over and wolverine is just back to doing what he does best over the top action um, it's back to that weird ass auction and the auctioneer that we had from a couple of arcs ago when there were yeah, events getting in the middle on that. Yeah. yeah. Jeff Bannister's back that CIA agent. It's just really nice for this book yeah. to be back to doing what I enjoy it for doing. And definitely a lot of art. cool, like it was smart of them to include this training segment in the middle of it because, um, it was mostly just like teeing up stuff to come here. Yo. But um, man, Where what Beast a fucking a bastard Beast has become here. Uh, Beast is a really fun character in the Krakoan Age because yeah. this is what actual CIA sort of people do, right? And it's really fun how this book, Ben Percy, finally getting it back around to showing you, no, CIA agents are Jeff fucking Bannister. You know, he's just a dude laying back in the cut. Loving him with his daughter, spraying the hose on his face, drinking a beer in the backyard. You know what I mean? He's just a normal dude. Yeah, that's Beast like, is he's a, been a fucking monster. Yeah, he's just a fucking monster. Yeah. Facilitating the collapse of societies and countries. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, here he's sicking them on a bunch of people because they may become a threat. You know, and Wolverine's yeah. really not having it. Yeah, and it's so cool. It's just really fun and i love this team domino omega red deadpool wolverine black tom in the cut it's just really good dude so much fun so much fun i love how he has the 63 because that's the year that x-men debuted 1963 oh that's a good else. pull yeah i don't know if anybody else caught that you know me i always catch that little shit i'm always i should know it. by now to like whenever they like pull a numbers uh, yeah. anywhere on the page i should look into it but i just graffiti, I never think to graffiti in the background you know shit yeah. like that i'm look, always well looking. you got to be careful that graffiti in the background sometimes the artist it tries to sneak in uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, oh god uh, how man this seems so long ago now it that was but it's, stuff yeah but i mean ye keeping that shit in style so moving on <laughs> taylor number two book of the week my number two book this week was um, The Human Target number eight. So we can talk about it now, Dave, you impatient fool. <laughs> okay. No, I'm, just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's going to be an asshole. But um, yeah, this really was a lot of fun. Um, this is another one where it's kind of like a body of work pick for me because um, this is mostly just um, him getting interrogated by uh, Rocket Red, who is a character that I had completely forgotten existed. I, I had to look this character up because I, I was thinking like this was Deadshot for some reason, mm. and it's not. I was like, mm -hmm. but yeah. Not everyone he, on the Justice League International has stuck around, I guess. But um, but yeah. Um, this is dealing with the consequences of the last issue where pretty much the Ice Guy Gardener. That was oh, yeah. a couple of issues ago now. Yeah, yeah they're def that seems like what the back half of the book is more going to be about because he thinks he solved it. I think he actually hasn't, but he thinks he solved the whole poisoning thing in the last issue. Yeah. But um, it's something that fascinates me about this book is like our human target, um, Christopher Chase here. He is not really a good guy. He's oh, kind no. of an asshole. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting seeing the perspective of like this guy who he's very suave. 
he's very competent and it's kind of cool to see him like make his way out of problems when he's just like a normal ass dude and he's having to deal with superheroes. But he really is just kind of a bastard and like seeing him all Tom King leading men are. Not necessarily. Like, I don't think Miracle Man was a... Miracle Man. Or Mr. Miracle. Yeah. Vision was an asshole. Vision had his downsides, but, like, not like this. Here, like, in uh, Strange Adventures, also, we find out that Adam Strange was a real piece of shit, but, um... But, but yeah, lately, yes, they've been bastards. Mr. Miracle had his moments. Mr. Miracle had his moments. He did have his moments, but... And I'm I'm not dogging him. I'm just saying. I mean, it just seems weird that Tom King, everybody, all his leading men are just. But yeah, like bags. well, thinking Bad. this is based. This is modeled off of like a noir style movie, yeah. and that yeah. is definitely the pedigree here, right? Because like if you yeah. think back to like those old like Chris Marlowe or like um like old like the Maltese Falcon, Humphrey Bogart, and things like that. Those yeah. guys were kind of bastards too. But yeah. there is something really fascinating about watching like a skeezy guy kind of worm his way through the odds, you know? And so that book is really delivering this, this like hard boiled noir type of nice. detective story. And I do like it a lot. And that's what you were supposed to get from this. That's how it was, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah, mission accomplished. Promo. Yeah. yeah. That's how it's promised. So, uh, D number two, number two, number two, number two is going to be. Da, da, da. We forgot. Damn them all. I hated this. Go ahead. Go oh ahead. my gosh. I love this. I hated this. It was and, too uh, much for me. It's not a week without Gomer to shit all over something David picked. Well, <laughs> Simon, uh, Simon Spurrier writes good like horror, but this yeah. is not necessarily horror, but there's a supernatural element to it. It is not horror. And, well, how do you explain like the, 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 don't the know. spirit thing showing up and all I that? I mean, there's definitely some supernatural It's happening in New shit. Orleans, of all places. Uh, there's like, definitely some supernatural shit going on. There is supernatural But I didn't find any of it scary. I found this to be more of like a, a critique on modern day society with supernatural elements. And I just didn't like it. Simon Spurrier is such a drag. He is a he hates everybody. He has got such a terrible outlook on on life and society, and you can tell that by reading yeah. a lot of them. A yeah, lot but of I, I love I, I I I read a lot of Simon Spurrier. Yeah, so. I know, I know, I know. But, Andy but, loved it. Andy chimed but, in the chat. He loved this book. But Charlie uh, Charlie Allard is <laughs> back in the art saddle yeah. again, and that was what really sold me on this book. Yeah, no, the art was great. The, the art, art was, was the top best notch. The, yeah, art the art was, was the beautiful. Best it, it, you know, it was it was reminiscent of the Walking Dead days, man. Well, it's Charlie Adler, you know. Yeah, he's known I mean, for. but he hasn't done any any artwork since the Walking Dead. Right, went right. belly up. Right. Well, no, so, it didn't go belly up. He made his money. Off he the made his Dead. money, but they they ended it abruptly when they. Right. I don't even know where the show's going now. They've got some new I don't even watch it. zombie or something now. Yeah, I don't even watch it. I don't know. Rick's um, coming back. But with this book, um, it just wasn't for me. It was good. It just this book is not for me. I I liked it. It's you know it's a book that I would pick up just to check out. And I think I'm gonna keep going with it. I mean, nice. I like the I like those supernatural stories. I like the supernatural horror stories. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that you got the guy from The Walking Dead doing supernatural stuff is a real good selling point for me. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. This book's going to hit. Well, I think it already has. I think it's going back for a second printing. But uh, All right, that leads it to number one. My number one this week, I don't think anybody had any argument. Star Trek number one. Uh, Colin Kelly and Jackson Lansing, probably the best writing duo in comics today. 
uh, Ramon Rosano's doing art. Dude, this was fucking awesome. Uh, I don't think Star Trek has ever been as popular as it is now. Okay, there's like five, maybe six ongoing series, including the animated things. Uh, they're talking new movies all the time. Uh, and the comics are finally catching up. IDW has this license, and they are making this story like an ongoing thing with tie-in series and things like that. Um, basically, somebody out there is killing gods. And the prophets, you know, the Bajoran prophets in the wormhole, send Cisco out of the celestial temple to stop them. Uh, this now, it, uh, touches on the crystalline entities. Oh. Apparently, the crystalline entities are gods. Huh. And it shows them being shattered by some unknown entity, some unknown big bad. Uh, and that's where our first issue ends. But really, this is all about the awesome, dude. We get this new ship, the Theseus. Um, Scotty is the, is, the, is the engineer on this, which fits into the show continuity. Um, apparently, this ship has been around for hundreds of years. And they made it modular, where... All of the systems are easy in, easy out, so you can constantly update it with the best shit. And, of course, they got Scotty in there because he's the best of both worlds, you know. He knows the old shit, and he can pick up on the new shit. Uh, Data shows up in here. You know, I showed him off earlier. Lieutenant Paris is their navigator, you know, the, the helmsman. Kira shows up in this, obviously, because Deep Space Nine. Picard has a cameo in this because it was so fucking fun. Uh, anybody who's a Star Trek fan, again, this leans heavy into the nostalgia. Now, can I ask first a question? Hold on. First episode of Deep Space Nine. Cisco and Picard are there. Cisco goes to Picard, and he's pissed because Picard led the attack on Wolf 359 where Cisco's wife died. Mm -hmm. Well, Picard was taken and forced to do things by basically a godly race. You know, the Borg were like gods almost in, in and of themselves, as advanced as they were, you know, as unique as they were. I mean, for but all now, intents and purposes, yeah. 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 So now that Cisco has been living with the, uh, uh, the wormhole prophets for all these years, he has a new perspective, a shared perspective with Picard, where I was taken and used by godlike aliens and now I'm back in the real world. And the way the writers sort of brought those two worlds together was so satisfying for a fucking Star Trek fan. Uh, yeah, I'm 100% in on this. I can't wait for everything, including all the tie-ins. There's going to be massive one-shots for this shit. IDW is going to go all out, and I cannot fucking wait, man. Um, it's really cool that, as a, uh, honestly, Star Trek, my first fandom. You know, my dad got me into the original series way, 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 way young. And I'm so happy that Star Trek. You never forget your first love. You never forget your first love. Star Trek is doing so well on screen right now. I, I just like all of those shows so much. Some of them I just love. But comics are finally catching up. And 2023, man, is going to be an amazing year for Trek comics. And this is where it starts. And I couldn't be happier. I couldn't be happier. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, T, number one book this week. It was Exterminators, number two. So we already so covered fun, it. So fun. Uh, yeah, sometimes it's just it's just nice for a comic to be just stupid fun, you know? Yeah. Can we talk about 
the fall from grace that New Mutants took this week. Yeah, I don't. I almost don't want to. You know, what I, mean, I mean, it wasn't it, bad, it, but it's it, it had this fell. thankless job. Like that last run was amazing. It was top the best tier Krakoa stuff. Yeah, yeah, dude. So yeah, it's been one of the top tier X books, and it was going to be rough stepping into it, but. Damn these angsty teens, you know? Right. I right. can't... Like, angsty teens are hard to get right for me. And I feel like that last run of New Mutants did a great job with it. Like, angsty, like, yeah. 20-somethings, angsty teens. But this one just kind of fell flat for me. It. Yeah. yeah, missed it. Uh, awesome. Good choice. Uh, yeah, New Mutants. We'll stick with New Mutants, but it may have moved down into Marauder's territory, like, in one month, so. Wow. Uh, Dave, number one book of the week. Before I get to that, can I ask a question about the Star Trek book? Yeah, of course. You should have done that when I was I did, talking but about you, were like, you, know, you were like, you were like, don't interrupt me. Let me finish. I'll oh, my you. bad. I didn't. My bad. Go ahead, dude. For sure. Okay. So Cisco has been living with the, the prophets since the end of Deep Space Nine, right? The end of the, right. the, end of the Dominion War. Years. It's been a okay. few years. This is before Nemesis. This is still in continuity. Data's still alive, so this is before Nemesis. Okay, so because I, I was going to ask if there was like a time travel element because I thought no. Tom Paris didn't get back till after Nemesis. Mmm, wow. No, no. I, I, think, I think you might be mistaken there. I'm yeah. not sure. I'm not 100% sure. But even if you are right, they have obviously changed that to where... If they just want to forget Nemesis happened, that wouldn't be the worst thing no, in the world. Man. I don't mind Nemesis, but you're right. It is the lowest of the of the TNG movies by far. Because oh, the Dominion War terrible. had already happened by the well, end of uh, Voyager. That's right. That's and right. I think that the, the Federation and the Romulan Empire were on good terms in Nemesis enough. But that kind of swapped when mm. we had like the remake. That, that shit gets hairy. It that does. Shit gets hairy. But the thing yeah. is, is that Cisco is part uh, prophet. The He's prophet... part prophet, but when he leaves the celestial temple, he starts losing that. And they do a really good job throughout that, like him actually talking about time. Yeah, because the prophets, the like, prophets did not don't don't necessarily have a concept of linear time. No, they have no concept of living linear time. They experience they're kind of like Dr. Manhattan. They experience all time at the same time. Guys, yeah, we are getting a little too in the weeds here. It's okay. fucking awesome though the way they communicate that in this book cuz at one point Cassidy his his wife is coming to Deep Space 9. He's like, "No, I'm already with Cassidy and my kid." He's talking to uh Ben his son. You know, Ben's talking to um what the hell's the kid's name? Benjamin uh, no, the his boy's name, Jake. He's Jake. talking to Jake about this. And she's and he's like, No, Dad, she's not here yet. And he's like, Oh, sorry, I'm still trying to, you know, get rid of this fucking weird time thing that I got. Okay. Yeah, it's the cool, dude. It's really cool. Right. Um, but anyway, number one. Love sick number week. one. Crazy, fucking crazy, book. crazy book. I mean Man, this book's like this is the matriarchy going all out against the patriarchy. That's really yeah. the only way I know to describe it without getting into these just brutal details of this book. It's fucking wild. It's and the wild. sequential art in this book is beautiful and the use of color in this book. It's very muted, but no. the but they, they use a very limited color palette, but they throw yeah. in red when they need to. Yeah, and when it it's is, bright, it's really meaningful. Is, and But there wow. is there is a... 
there is an element in there where, you, like you're saying about, you know, the matriarchy and the patriarchy, but I kind of yeah. feel like there's an element of critique in there of like the online culture with like only oh, fans sure. and all that. There, there seems sure. to be that kind of critique in there. People hate what she does because she makes the money doing it, but they love her because she does it. Yeah, it's this cool duality, and it's really hard to communicate that through the, the storytelling, but uh, Vecchio just does it so well in this, it is, and yeah, it's it's, it's really crazy. good. I, it, it Ain't is, nobody going to read this, man. Everybody going to hate this. Yeah, I love Everybody this. I know would be like, no, that's terrible. But it, man, uh, I loved it so much. It's it it so is, fun. It is, you know, like another one of them, another book in the line of like like Hit Me. Yeah, it's like hit me. Yeah, it's so, very sex. I don't even know if we can say it's sex positive. You know what I mean? I I would say that it is more I wouldn't say sex positive, but it certainly isn't putting It's not looking away, you know. No, it's not it, shying yeah. away from being sexual at all. Oh, healthy yeah, or otherwise. Well, I I think there's an unhealthy element too. Quite an unhealthy yeah. element in there. Yeah. Uh, Tom Finn stopping by. Thanks for hanging out, Tom. We appreciate it. It's going to be a wild ride. If you like this, you should check out Red Room. Uh, is that on um, Aftershock? Is that an Aftershock book? Um, I don't know if I've ever heard of Red Room, but I definitely want that to That sounds it familiar. It does right? sound familiar. It does sound familiar. Uh, anyway, awesome. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. We really appreciate it. Uh, if you like what we're doing, check out what they're doing on the comic book bullies. Uh, Leroy and Eli always getting into shit. Man, they are going to be reviewing some horror movies uh, on tonight's episode. You can find them right here on this Facebook channel. I think. Oh, Red Room is Red Room is from Fangora Graphics. Oh yeah, I bet that's rough. Fanta Graphics. Oh, I bet that's rough. Uh, Anyway, if you can't find them, you know, just by looking, go to outrightgeekery.com. If you look there, all the links are there. We got links to that and everything else we be doing. uh, All the social media, all the video outlets. merch you know patreon you know want to give us a tip just a tip uh ed pisker's new book the dude that did x-men grand design dude i love ed pisker i'm definitely checking out red room that sounds awesome i love his style he's got a great style uh again thanks for hanging out tom we really appreciate it uh but yeah check out the bullies come back well no i was gonna say come back tomorrow don't come back tomorrow happy halloween everybody go trick-or-treating hand out candy to the neighborhood kids uh have an awesome time we won't be here we will be back next week with a whole bunch of news and reviews and all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah, definitely, Andy. Uh, everybody have a safe and happy Happy Halloween, Halloween everyone. Yeah. Uh, but again, thanks for hanging out. But most of all, thanks to these guys for hanging out with this guy. Always fun. We appreciate it. And we are going to do it again next time. Same geek time. Same geek channel. Kind of switching us up, switching it up on us there. Yeah, man. Spin. Real spin. I'm glad David didn't wait for you to finish. He doesn't. I don't blame him. Yeah.